Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week we are taking a stab at the new movie, Orphan First Kill. What is he doing here? We found your daughter. She's alive. Be prepared for changes. We have a child therapist that she'll be working with. Four years is a long time. What she needs right now is our family. Esther? Sweetheart, it's mommy. Welcome home, Esther. We left it just as it was. It's lovely to be back. I miss my family very much. Our goal here is helping Esther acclimate back into life within the family unit. Sorry. I think something's going on with Esther. Is there anything you want to tell me about your time away? How's that possible? Four years ago, she was still drawing stick figures. Esther's behavior has been so erratic. Hello, Mommy. Thank you, Mommy. I know, Mommy. I did notice some inconsistencies. What are you getting at? To me, it felt like a performance. If you're not Esther, who are you? Now, before we get too far into this, I do want to say I'm going to do a spoiler review later. I'm not going to do it now. Now, I'll just give my, kind of my first impression. There's, there's a lot of this movie that it would just, uh, it's going to be hard to talk about without talking about some major things that happen. But also, and I don't do this very often, I'm going to encourage you to not listen to this if you've never seen Orphan. Because there's a very big part of Orphan that obviously this is the prequel to that movie. And there's things that happen that we already know when this starts that happened in the first movie. And if you don't know the twist in the movie Orphan, it's so good, I don't want to ruin it for you. So if you haven't seen Orphan, watch Orphan and then come back to this. Because I need to freely talk about the twist of that movie to even talk about this one, really. And kind of how weird this movie is because of that twist. It's such a good reveal in the original movie that is insane. And this movie is, I think, even more insane. So go watch that. If you haven't seen Orphan, stop listening to this. Go watch Orphan, then come back. Okay, are we settled on all the rules? I'm going to get my first impressions, then we're going to get into some spoilers. All right, so this movie is, uh, it's pretty bananas. It's a weird sequel that doesn't, this movie doesn't need to exist. There's no reason for a prequel to Orphan to be around, to even have been contemplated. But here we are. And the craziest thing is the character of Lena slash Esther is still played by Isabel Furman, who's great. She is wonderful in this character of Esther slash Lena. She was awesome when she was a kid, when she was 12 years old playing this character. And she's 23 now. Maybe she might be 24 now, but she's 23 at the time playing a younger version of the one that we saw in the first movie, which is even a little crazier. And that is one of the reasons I think I like this movie. I don't think this movie is uh, is traditionally that good. I think she does a very good performance. But the fact that they're like, you know what? We're going to go two years. Two, I think it's it's two or three years 
before the first movie with an actress that has aged 13 years still playing a child. But, you know, the twist of the original movie is that she's not a, a child. She has a gland disorder. She's a woman in her 30s pretending to be a child to, you know, get into this family and uh, she falls for, like, the dad and it's it's truly bizarre. And the way that, that she was able to play the character to make you think that she was like a little kid. I mean, she was really 12 at the time. So, I mean, she was a kid, but she did look way younger and she does look young still as a, as a woman in her early twenties. But (laughs) that's the weird thing is you, as young as they can make her look, she still looks like an adult now, but now it does sort of play to the fact that the character is actually in her thirties. So it's it's this weird, bizarre line of how much would a real person actually buy that this was a child? I mean, kinda, but not really at all. It's It was so weird watching this movie, which, by the way, you can watch in theaters right now or on Paramount+. Plus. That's I saw that it was on there. I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. And here's the thing about Orphan and how much I liked that movie. Like, I did enjoy it. I remember liking it. But I literally don't remember anything except the twist. That's how good that twist is. The twist was so good, I don't remember anything else from the movie. Which I think must have been passable. I must have enjoyed it. I, I think going into the first movie, I thought it was sort of like a the good son with Macaulay Culkin kind of thing of just this really evil child. But really, she's a murderous psychopath adult that's just a, has dwarfism. And I knew that. I remembered that. I just watched the kill count for Orphan the other day on the Dead Meat channel on YouTube, I'm watching these scenes play out, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. So I I don't know how great that movie is if I don't remember any of it, but I do remember it being pretty insane, and then that twist just took me over the edge. And that's kind of the way this movie is, too. Um, In this one, you start out in a mental hospital with uh, little Lena, and you meet this uh, lady that's going to work there, and she's told, like, don't trust her, she's crazy, and then craziness ensues. And this movie is very violent. It's very fun violent. If you like splashy, bloody, gory horror movies, this is a good one for you. It definitely amps up the violence a lot. Um, and it's very fun in that way. And Lena finds her way uh, to America because this family, uh, Julia Stiles, and uh, she plays Trisha in this, and her husband, Alan, played by Rosef Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland's half-brother. Um, they had a daughter. Their daughter was kidnapped, and she happened to look a lot like this character, Lena. So Lena decides, I'll go with this family, and I'll get what I need from them, and then I'll take off. And so she was going to portray Esther. That's where she gets the name Esther. And when she gets in that family, the kind of like in the original, like the brother is questioning what the deal is with this kid like it's she just seems a little off the mom seems a little standoffish but is like seems very happy to see her and the dad is just he loves it he loves that his daughter is back that she was saved this detective comes and and brings her uh to the family and you know lena then becomes esther and tries to blend in and she does still have her uh her accent her like Russian accent or Eastern European accent that's kind of undefined in a way. But they said that, you know, that could make sense with where she's been, 
they don't really know what's happened to her because you know nothing's really happened to her because this isn't their daughter. But it's very the scenes are so weird with Esther because there's so many times that I'm like she does look young, but I don't know that anybody would believe she was actually a child. But I I thought she was great in it again. Isabel Furman is awesome in this movie. Julia Stiles is fine. She's okay. She it works with the stuff that she has to do. It works. Um, I liked Rusev Sutherland. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before. He's okay as the dad. He's just sort of a dad. He's an artist, and he gets closer with his daughter. Which, if you've seen the other movie, you got to know some weirdness is it could happen. As far as uh, Esther is concerned, um, the little brother is like a teenager, played by Matthew Finlan, who who's Gunner. He's a real asshole. Like he's he's like the worst. And as the movie goes on, he gets way worse. Um, but definitely early on, you, you see like he's just a teenager that doesn't really... He just questions this kid and is very concerned about what happened to her and like what is the deal. Why is she so weird and why does she dress the way that she does? Because she, lo- I mean, she looks like a little doll, which in itself is, is very strange. Um, the other thing I think is very different about this movie, and I, I was very confused, is the movie is actually called Orphan First Kill. And it's supposed to be, you know, you find out what happens to her before the events of the first movie. Like, you hear about the events of this movie in the first movie. And so it's it's telling that story. But this isn't this isn't Lena's first kill, like, eh, by any stretch. She's very clearly a mentally disturbed person at the beginning of this movie that's in a home for, like, the criminally insane, basically. I mean, it's kind of Arkham Asylum from Batman. And so it's weird because I feel like there could be some more stories to tell. And if they keep going and make more sequels as she keeps getting older but keeps getting younger in the movies, dude, I'm all in because it's so weird. It's like it's sort of like Wet Hot American Summer, how they're all adults playing teenagers, and that's the joke of the movie. But then when they do the prequel that takes place earlier in the summer, but they do it however many years later they made that, um, and everybody looks so much older. It's like that, but they're doing it in kind of a... I don't. I wouldn't say it's serious. Uh, it's directed by William Brent Bell. I've never seen anything else that he's done, but I, I feel like he knows this movie is insane. He just kind of goes with it. And I, I feel like if you're going to watch this movie, just know that it takes some very big chances, and it does ask you to suspend your disbelief a little bit when it comes to the character of, of Lena and slash Esther. And it's it just goes in so many bonkers places. But I will say I did enjoy watching it. I did find it entertaining. Uh, I don't know. I usually like to scale things between one and five. Like, I guess you could say stars or whatever you want to arbitrarily put there. But I, I, I've been going back and forth between a three and a 2.5. Like, it's not a great movie. It's really campy. and But I was entertained while I watched it. Like, I had a good time. And I do feel like I could actually watch this again. So I can kind of re- recommend it on that. Um but I'm now I'm gonna get into the spoilers section. So let's go ahead and play that that sound. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So the craziest thing in the first movie is the reveal towards the end that she's not a child, she's an adult. And going into this movie, that you we know that. Like that's already a thing that we're aware of. And so it's like, well, are they just gonna redo a lot of the stuff from the first movie? And they kinda do. Like, she gets real close with the dad, starts to kind of fall in love with the dad. Uh, the dad is a lot better once he feels like his daughter's back. He starts to want to have sex with his wife again, which is 
kind of weird and icky. Um, he starts to paint again. He's got his muse, um, uh, and that's that's the daughter, and she's very artsy. And we find out in this one that uh, the black light art that she shows in the first movie, she learned in this one. Uh, but the thing that's interesting in this movie is that how do you make this movie and still care about it knowing what the twist is? Because you're just going to be watching these people fall for the same thing that happened before. Well, they take a very interesting sidestep halfway through the movie. Um, the detective, who is uh, played by Hiro Kanagawa, who I've seen before, he's in Star Trek Discovery, he was in iZombie, I think that might be what I know him from. I just, I knew when I saw him, he seemed very familiar, and I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was that I had seen him in, but I just knew that, I'm like, I know this guy from something. I felt like it was a CW show, and iZombie makes sense, because he was definitely, oh, he's in Legends of Tomorrow as well, Um, and Smallville, there you go, it was Smallville, I knew him from that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, he plays a detective that's kind of thinks something's up with um, Lena. And so he's kind of watching over her. He goes back to the house when the parents are away at some art gala and gets a fingerprint. Lena figures this out, gets super pissed, and follows him home. And when she's right about to kill him, um, which she does, um, he mentions something that uh, the mother suspects. And she goes, how do you know that? And then the dude gets shot right then. And you turn around. Holy crap, it's Julia Stiles. Uh, she's figured it out. And how? Because her daughter was never uh, kidnapped. The son roughhoused with the kid, accidentally killed her. So then she covered it up. And apparently the mom is kind of murdery herself. And now is going to work with this daughter, this this new girl, this orphan that they have. Esther, and she's going to stay there, and they're going to play it off like nothing's wrong because it's got the dad painting again, and that's how they, I think that's how they, they're rich, and he's starting to become a husband again, and she does get a little territorial, though, with the husband, both the kid and the mom, which is, it's very, it's very weird and icky, um, and the brother, turns out he's kind of a homicidal maniac, and, uh, He's he's threatened Esther, uh, but they underestimate exactly you know how crazy this little this little girl is, and uh, they do not meet a a very happy end. I mean you know you know what's gonna happen, and I think that's kind of the you don't know exactly how things are happen, gonna happen, but you know how what happens to these people. There's a house fire, and they die under mysterious circumstances. That's what we know from the previous movie. Um, well, there comes a point where everything kind of comes to a head. And they decide that they Esther's got to go because they she tries to kill the brother and Julia Stiles at one point and push them in front of a train, which I I thought that was great. Um, and once that happens, they're like, nope, we're you know we're at we're ending this. This is gonna end now. And of course, you know she gets the upper hand on on both of them at different times. And the death scenes are real good. They're real violent. Um, Julia Stiles. Her end is kind of anticlimactic. I'm not going to say exactly what happens. But the problem is there's a couple times that Lena slash Esther is in danger. And it's like, oh, this could be very intense if I didn't know that she was in the next movie. You know, like it's a prequel. It's the problem that like any prequel has. Like, you know, certain people got to live and certain people got to die. And so knowing kind of where it goes 
kind of takes a little bit of the excitement and anticipation out of some things. But overall, I think that twist in the middle where Julia Stiles basically kind of becomes evil and Esther's sort of she's not the she kind of becomes the good guy, but not really the good guy. It's a it's a weird turn. And it I don't know that it totally makes a lot of sense. I don't know that it exactly works, but for me, it was very fun. And I really liked how they switched it because they found a way to make it not the exact same movie. There's beats that are very similar. There's moments that, that I was like, this is this is like from the first movie, I'm pretty sure. And then I went back and I saw parts of it and I was like, oh yeah, they definitely did that again. But um, I liked it. When Julia Stiles goes, goes bad, I, she did really well. I, I mean, she's a little over the top. It's a little silly, but it's a movie about a... A woman that's 33 pretending to be a child that's like nine played by a woman that's like 23, 24 that they that they've used makeup and some I think they use some CG effects. I just saw a picture um, of Julia Stiles standing next to her and she's got these giant like platform shoes on to make everybody a little bit taller. You know, if they're in a scene with her and I mean, they did a good job. It's a lot of Hobbit work. I felt like it was a lot of the stuff that we would have seen in Lord of the Rings on how to make them look smaller than everybody else. They did everything they could with doubles and stuff to make you believe that she was, you know, the younger version. But then you see, you know, the original movie, and it's like, well, she's clearly way older than she was there. But I think if you if you just let that go and just have fun with how ridiculous the movie is, it's pretty entertaining. And like I said, if they keep doing this, I'm not going to be upset. In fact, I'm going to be totally on board to see how they make her look younger and see how young they go. Because I'm pretty sure she dies at the end of the first movie, so I don't know if they can go into the future. Maybe they could figure it out, but, you know, I, I'm all in. I don't know if they're great movies, but I know that I enjoy watching them, and she's a pretty good horror villain. She's a pretty good character, and Isabel plays her so well, and she's a really good actress. But yeah, Orphan, First Kill... It's nowhere near her first kill, but it's a pretty fun movie. Check it out right now in theaters or on Paramount+. Plus. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.